Okay, thank you. Um, well, uh, this is a part of uh, my postdoctoral pr uh, project about reuse of buildings, and uh, this uh, um, presentation is about reuse of bunkers. Um, and it's a little bit like a theoretical testing. Uh, I'm going to use the notion of ready-mades uh, as a metaphor uh, in order to, to uh, uh, attain a, a great understanding of the way the post-industrial and post-military societies reusing buildings uh, and spaces uh, within the cultural economy. Um, so it is uh, in a way an aesthetic exploration of the post-military landscape which I'm going to give you some examples of. Um, and. Uh, and an investigation of the afterlife of, of bunkers. What you see here is a project uh, in the south of Norway. A few years ago there was a group of uh, uh, architects and, and artists, they called themselves bun Bunkerology, <laughs> and uh, they, uh, it's a group of friends and, and colleagues uh, which was uh, exploring uh, the Atlantic Wall uh, from the Second World War. Uh, here are some pictures when they build this uh, kind of uh, extension or a temporary extension uh, and they call it the field station uh, and uh, trying to adapt and to uh, kind of uh, referring to the ar architecture of bunkers. Um, it, this project was also a kind of uh, attempt to explore the uh, bunker ar architecture as well as a pull for their uh, architect practice. So, uh, and this group has uh, made several projects connected to uh, the Atlantic Wall. For example, this excavation of the bunker, the German uh, uh, communication bunker, uh, which they are planning together with the uh, the owner of the property to uh, to create a kind of a spa and bird watching station, um, and uh, one can say that this kind of aesthetic exploration uh, was very much begun uh, with uh, Paul Virilio, which uh, made this uh, book about bunkers, bunker archaeology and uh, that the study was explored and, and discovered uh, in, the, in the end of the 1950s and 60s. And that is very similar to what was done in uh, Germany, Banten Hillerbietje, which uh, took a series of, of photographs of uh, factories. So that was kind of a first step towards an upgrading of uh, and appreciating uh, these kind of buildings. So, let us put this kind of reuse in a, in a bigger uh, picture. Well, you have seen many examples of uh, post-industrial reuse. Here's some examples. Uh, a, a jumboyet turned into a, a youth hostel, or a factory into a design hotel, and uh, this quarry, lime quarry, limestone quarry uh, turns into uh, an opera stage or in New York, which is kind of a, um, a precursor in, in, uh, in some ways of, uh, of, of using warehouses 
for art and art exhibitions. This is Chelsea Market. And uh, one can say that it's creating a whole economy around the reuse. And uh, here's another example of objects designs. It's, as uh, one can say, uh, uh, of quoting in the research of Paparagias, the dustbins of history has become the key sites for culture and renewal. Uh, so it's a source of creativity in a way to uh, what you find in the, in the compost, a uh, compost modernism, modernism in, a, in a way. Um, and uh, comparing the post-industrial society with the so-called post-military society, you find many similarities. Um, and uh, what is post-military society? What's a notion uh, that was mentioned already in the beginning of the 90s, Martin Shaw, but he pointed that uh, it doesn't mean that militarism has disappeared, but there are lots of similarities with uh, lots of uh, leftover uh, places, spaces, buildings, as when uh, the industries have moved out from Western Europe to other places in the world. And then there creates kind of a mental distance to these buildings, which facilitates to actually uh, interact and transform and adapt those, those buildings. So my idea here is to actually uh, uh, relate to uh, the theory of ready-mades indirectly, um, because there is so, uh, quite many similarities of the way of what a building is and what a building can be, a recontextualization in a way, uh, which is comparable to objects of the avant-garde of, of ready-mades. Marcel Duchamp, uh, Pablo Picasso, Man Ray, lots of and different kinds of uh, ready-mades. Um, so what I'm trying to do is moving uh, the notion of ready-mades and uh, <coughs> into spe speciality, trying to actually using it in, 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 uh, in another context. There are other uh, uh, notions uh, which are relevant here, bricolage, that become <coughs> very, uh, in, in very popular in social science in the in the seventies. Speaking about uh, punk culture, for example, but originally Levi Strauss was the one who who no, uh, mentioned uh, this uh, uh, notion of bricolage to to create something whatever you have it in hands and create something new. And uh, if we go further, we find. Uh, uh, Lefebvre using uh, the notion of appropriated space. And uh, what you see here is uh, in the background is uh, Les Halles de Paris, uh, these former uh, halls for, for uh, uh, different kinds of commerce that was uh, torn down and uh, built a new building on this place. Um, and uh, he's using the notion of appropriated space when uh, vacant spaces is taken into to consideration and use, uh, not uh, in, in a new purpose, and also in a kind of act of uh, resistance, and uh, then you can compare with the situa situationist uh, movement 
uh, in the 60s. And there is other uh, notions less like as found uh, the British architects, Smithson, uh, using that. So, um, I mean, what interesting here is uh, if you look in New York, for example, that uh, this kind of tactics of reuse is uh, very much a tactics of the first gentrifiers. It connects to gentrification in a way, uh, using the rent gap uh, because it's. Um, it's uh, th these leftover uh, spaces and buildings are in a way cheaper. So uh, using this and use the creativity, use it as source of creativity. Here you have Andy Warhol in a silver factory in the 1965. And the word factory uh, was used in, for example, Hamburg and and uh, in, uh, in lots of places uh, as a, a new uh, space for for. Um, for uh, creativity and culture, a counterculture in a way. So to sum up, uh, there are lots of uh, similarities in this notion and uh, the parallelism is uh, subversion against convention, dominance, reuse as a political and aesthetic statement. And that is very important when we're talking about reuse because that is a value that is kind of uh, used within the cultural economy uh, uh, and turn into economic value. So my thesis statement here is to uh, that ready-made space is a useful uh, uh, special metaphor to describe practice on the field of art then applied to the field of cultural economy. And uh, the main practice is appropriation. Uh, in this case, adapted reuse of building. So that is uh, uh, the kind of the thesis statement. But you can also find different kinds of uh, if we if I try to use this term of ready-made space, uh, the ready-made space as a makeover, similar to the assisted ready-made or the modified space and the ready-made as a stage. Nothing is, is, is changed, but there are different activities moved into uh, the building. And I'm going to show you some examples when talking about bunkers. And here is uh, a bunker is from the 1880s, Gotland in uh, Sweden, the island of Gotland, uh, a fortress uh, that was turned into a design hotel uh, a few <coughs> years ago leaving some of the uh, um, apparatus, some of the, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, the uh, barbed wires to, to kind of a scenography, become a scenography. Uh, and uh, the idea was not to actually uh, modifying the original buildings but to uh, make extensions so it could be reversed back to original state but so um, that is one example and uh, what is uh, the ready-made as a makeover a kind of a, a, a change in a way but what is interesting is also that uh, here's one of the rooms that actually using a similar tactics of uh, 
the squatty movement and it first gentrifies, but not as a subversive act of, uh, but a, but as a creative tactic to in the pers pursuit of profit. So it's kind of a reappropriation, a counter bricolage. So, uh, and then we have ready-made <coughs> as a space. Uh, this is a bunker uh, in Stockholm. It's an old uh, commando bunker, a uh, bunker that was um, uh, turned into exhibition hall. And uh, a few years ago, there was this, this uh, uh, terracotta army exhibition at the Museum Far East, Eastern Acquitted Antiquities, uh, which is next to this uh, bunker. Uh, it w and it was a great success. It was a huge success. I think they got four times more uh, visitors than they ever had for that year. So, so uh, actually, the way they actually use is the room. And what's more interesting is that they're using the room as a metaphor for the exhibition because the terracotta army is found in the ground. And it also uh, depicts a, a, a development in, uh, in, in grave, um, uh, the making of um, uh, graves in, uh, in China. They become, started to use the underground for graves in, in a new way. So there are many kind of uh, historical um, uh, facts that they are using uh, for their exhibition as a metaphor. But there is not only the museum. Uh, just last week, it was used for uh, uh, Björn Borg. Uh, that's a Stockholm Fashion Week, using this to stage the new club in a way. And just the fas fashion industry is very keen on finding new interest interesting places to stage uh, their clothes. New York is a, a very good example of that. Another example, this is a subterranean uh, air duct outside Gothenburg and it was uh, it's a kind of uh, experience uh, museum called the uh, Aeroseum and uh, sometimes it's also used for marketing events like this one uh, it's Saab well it still was a, a, a Saab brand um, a few years ago um, showing the new model and there is also a metaphor because Saab uh, aerospace uh, uh, has a long tradition of, of uh, making a a fighter airplanes. Uh, so and uh, also in design, the aerodynamics of uh, airplanes was transfer transferred to the cars. So that was the origin of sub the sub car. So here they are using the room and staging uh, the room. Is it staging the 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 cars. And there are also s more uh, uh, in kind of uh, um, interesting cases. This is in Lithuania, a, a Cold War bunker that is today used as called 1984, the Underground Museum of Socialism, that you as a visitor can experience KGB getting, uh, do, uh, getting trained uh, for one day and uh, with dogs that are barking and uh, and uh, a, a general screaming at you so <laughs> so this is uh, an odd uh, tourist experience in a way 
this bunker was original telecommunication uh, bunker. It had nothing to do with the uh, with the. Uh, with KGB, but it was used. It is used by Lithuanians in this kind of, a, in a way of, of approaching their history in, in a more, uh, I don't know, uh, dark humoristic way, uh, and that also put a finger on what because some of the bankers as a are kind of a negative heritage and how to how to cope with that and, and relate to history. So there are ethical complications also, it could be like emotion drawbacks. And in the Baltic states, they don't want to preserve and not use bunkers uh, because of uh, the history of occupation. Um, it could also be a trivialization of history, transformation or damage of, of these bunkers if you want to preserve it. So of, of course there are some ethical complications. So to sum up, uh, um, like a tentative uh, uh, definition, uh, what is also very important is that um, the original understanding of the word ready-made is also that is everyday objects, more or less, that are put into a uh, context of art. Uh, and uh, everyday objects more or less mass-produced, and uh, that both the post-industrial society and the post-military society and all the vacant buildings uh, has an aspect of mass production in one way or another. Spaces that are mass-produced in series, like the bunkers, they were produced in series, or spaces for production in mass, mass production uh, of goods. So seriality is uh, not only the contrast of what it was and what it has become, but also the seriality is in aesthetic and cultural value in this sense. The recontextualization uh, is important as well as using this as a statement. And uh, Umberto Eco, he, he uses uh, uh, when talking about bricolage and this kind of reuse as a as a semiotic guerrilla warfare. Uh, and uh, in a way, it's the semiotic guerrilla warfare that uh, has uh, been commercialized, in a way, uh, when you're talking about reuse of these bunkers or, or, uh, or factories. Thank you. <laughs>